ladies, welcome to our show, Woman to Woman. That's woman, the number two woman. This audio space is created for every woman on her journey to wellness and to be that purposeful woman she's created to be. But today's show is a special tribute to all mothers. I'm your host, Denise H. Lawrence, and I'm excited about today's show with all my very special guests, sharing their views and perspective of the motherhood role in which they serve their family. So let me share with you right now that today's episode will be a little bit longer than our regular scheduled shows. And why not? It's Mother's Day, right? So to all the mothers, aunts who've never given birth to a child of your own, it makes you no less. Your broad shoulders and selfless strength to nurture is valuable. To the foster moms and adoptive moms, thank you for taking that step to care beyond yourself and yours. To the surrogate moms, thank you for fulfilling another woman's dream and desire. To the bonus moms, stepmoms, and blended family moms, Thank you for loving beyond your differences and loving from the center of your heart, the focus of the family, the children. To the single moms, you rock. What you have done with the card you were dealt, you rock. To the grandmothers, after raising your own children to turn around and raise theirs, It makes it more than just a source of great love, but indeed you are special. To the godmothers, being that bridge, staying connected in that child's life, being that mentor is more than just a symbolic hand and heart. You are indeed special. So we'll be right back after this break. Well, hello, 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 hello. So as we continue our conversation about motherhood and the role of motherhood, I have with us today a guest very special and dear to me. And I know everyone is special, but this one is even more special because this is my first goddaughter, my first godchild. And I didn't have another one until maybe about 10, 12 years later. So indeed, she is very special. And today, my guest will be addressing issues concerning the role of a stepmother. And the role of a stepmother has changed over the years. Now we consider it to be what we call blended family. And um, it's no longer considered, oh, the scary stepmother, or the evil stepmother. And so I would just like to introduce... Well, actually, you know what? I'll let her introduce herself and we'll begin our conversation. Uh, go ahead. Hi, I am Sanchia Stewart. I am the mom of four, two biologically and two bonus. I call it a bonus mom. Why is it that you call it a bonus mom and not the role of a stepmother or a blended family, so to speak? I feel like stepmom has a stigma to be of a negative tone. And I always felt like the children that um, my husband brought into that my husband had before we got married, when we got married, they became mine. So they are addition to us. So they're more like my bonus children. So they now have two moms versus a stepmom. Okay. And so it was after, which I know this, but I have to ask for my audience. Uh, when you and Ramon got married, basically you did not have any kids yet, but he had two from, um, obviously from previous relationship. So how did that fit in now that you have four, which two of your own that you had together and then your bonus? Okay. So Ramon and I got married back in 2012. And when we first met, um, we had, he had Faith who was at the time four years old and Legend who at the time was about to turn two years old. Um, Going from them being two and four to now having two together, which is six and three, um, they live with us. He has custody of both of his children. So to me, in my home, I have four kids. 
it's not I don't treat any of them any different um the role has been just as I have my own my own biological children that's good that's good and I know for a fact that I see myself that you definitely I no one can even tell looking at you guys photos and your Instagram them stewards and everything (laughs) as well as even um how you support faith in all her activities and her um you know cheerleading squads even her business itself and everything I've never really um see the difference if I didn't know from outside from an inside point of view I wouldn't know and even just looking at you guys photos everybody just looks so right like one family there's no way she's not their mom and we get that a lot it's crazy because when I tell someone that I'm not biologically their parent they're looking at me like what what do you mean I I couldn't tell I've never seen anyone else here what do you mean and that's awesome that is such a compliment to me because I always felt like when it came to a man stepping into the role of stepdad, it was very respected. But when it came to a woman stepping in the role of a bonus mom or a stepmom, it was they have a mom. And it's mainly because what I've been told is a woman carried them for nine months. So you can't take their place. And most people that have that, um, what I would kind of consider like a more negative tone to it is maybe someone that has never experienced either a good bonus parent or they have um they are the biological mom and they may be experiencing another step parent situation or co-parenting situation but for me personally i have always felt like they were mine and supporting them just like they were mine they look like me and really i never really have to say they're not mine but it's not something that we hide because i'm proud to know that I stepped into a role to be an addition to what they already had. So you said something uh, key right there, Sanshi. You mentioned that you to say it is not an issue. So in other words, do you are you comfortable or saying, oh, I am their stepmom, or do you introduce yourself as their mother, or is it because maybe like for example in the school system they are already aware that you were not the biological mom, maybe they were aware of that information. How do you maneuver through that? Or how often do you make it interchangeable? Or, you know, exactly how do you go about that? So crazy, I have this, <laughs> I have this whole theory of there's a difference between sharing your story and telling your business. And sometimes people get very deep into stuff and some people really don't care and some people are just being nosy. So for me, I introduced myself as their, my, their mom. They introduced me as their mom, especially in the school system or to their friends. Um, but for any school of things like with their teachers if I need to disclose that I'm not their biological mom or definitely for medical stuff I'll disclose that I'm not their mom or if we're put in a situation to where I mention oh her mom or his mom then people will be like oh you're not their mom so it's not something I necessarily just introduced it's something that kind of a conversation piece that we end up in or something that I choose to share because we're having a conversation where that needs to be shared. Oh, great. Okay, folks, you heard it right here, right on Woman to Woman. That's how we empower each other and just share our stories. Like she said, there's a difference between sharing and getting being nosy. But we'll be right back with more on the perspective view of a stepmother or a bonus mom, as my baby goddaughter says it. You heard it right here, Woman to Woman. We'll be right back after this break. Hi. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Women to Women. Uh, thank you, guys. Okay. So we continue our conversation with my guest here, Sanchia Stewart. And uh, if I may, I just want to shout out uh, Sanchia is not just only a mom, but she's also a business partner for Faithful Installations. That's Faithful underscore Installation on Facebook, and also for um, her daughter there. Uh, Faith, which is DJ underscore Princess Faye, F-A-I. Follow her on Instagram. So, Sanshia, as we were saying earlier, we're talking about the role of a stepmom and you considering yourself to be a bonus mom. And while that sounds great, and so the reality for some people, it's not always like that. So you present a, a pretty picture, and I know it's real and it's and it's accurate. However, the role for some of them, it's not that way. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I um, 
I put in a lot of work to get to this point. It wasn't always this way, okay? Of course, it is a blended family. So going into um, the situation of being married and understanding there were children involved, of course, there are other moms involved. So um, for my husband and our, our situation, um, he did have an ex-wife and he also had um, his daughter was from a previous relationship. So both the kids had different moms. Um, for me, I understood and respected the moms in their role when it came to my home and when the kids were at our house, when we were doing um, co-parenting where my husband didn't initially have custody, it was a situation where when they were in my home, I was mom, I took care of them, whether it's combing hair, um, putting to bed, showers, whatever it is. But I also went the extra step of building a relationship with mom. And that took time. That wasn't just um, off the rip, we're just gonna be welcoming and everything is gonna be peaches and cream. But I had the respect that mom desired and it was conversations with them outside of my husband and outside of the kids that helped us to get to a point where we understood that I'm going to be an addition and not where it would be anything to where I would disrupt the flow of how they were co-parenting. It would be assisting in the co-parenting. Okay, so that's good. So basically you're saying a ground of respect, of mutual respect of understanding both are playing the roles of mom. So it's not one mother or one woman bashing another woman saying, hey, you know, you're not the best or you didn't do it this way. But instead looking at the fact of the children's in the middle and understanding each are going to uh, support and provide in the best way to be the mother, not replacing Absolutely. one from the other. Okay. Absolutely. And we both for one of the parents, one of the moms, my son, Legend's mom, she has passed away. She passed away when he was four years old. Um, okay. There were difficulties there with trying to mend that relationship and have a flow only because it was a very, um, they were married before. So it was a very tumultuous um, divorce, but we worked it out. Legend understood he had two moms and before she passed away, there was definitely an understanding with his first um child's mom Nikki we had a situation where we had conversations and we always understood that we never wanted we call her our daughter we both speak about faith in the term of our daughter to each other that we never wanted her to have to choose between who she wanted around for whether it's graduation or any kind of milestone that she had in her life we planned birthday parties together and we've done things to make sure that she was most important she was most comfortable and that was most important to both of us so that was through conversations and years of building okay that's good that's good you mentioned about legends mom passing away now when that happened and you realized that and you were aware that now you are physically standing to be the only mother that he can actually interact with did that change anything for you I was already in the role of mom for legend because my husband had custody of him since he was two and he was seeing his mom on the weekends at that point so it didn't really change a lot as far as physically but as far as emotionally um I did feel an obligation to make sure that I did let him know she was around before. I never speak ill of his mom. Um, nothing that we dealt with in the past was relevant at that point. It was, he knows, because he was so young, so he doesn't really fully understand when it first happened. But I definitely do have conversations with him. He does know her name. And as much as I knew about her, because it happened you know, only a couple of years after I came in the picture. So I don't know a lot about her, but as far as like how I functioned with legend, no. Okay. Well, since she, Oh, I'm so excited to have you today. And I'm proud. I'm proud to say I'm your godmother. And I, <laughs> I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> Shout out to your mother, Charmaine. She and I actually share the same birthday. Yes. And uh, we, we're not uh, stepmoms or anything like that, but we both say you are our daughter. <laughs> Absolutely. And that plays a major role because that also shows me that you can have two people that you can bounce off of because there are certain things that I can discuss with you that I didn't discuss with mommy. So that's great to have. And that's that's kind of like what I deal with with the kids when they're moms. Like we got it's two of us. 
That's good. Okay, folks, you hear it right here on Women to Women. Cynthia, I certainly appreciate you. I love you dearly. I'm proud of you. You are the best mom. And like you said, you're more than a bonus mom, girl. You are the mom. <laughs> okay, and shout out to the other moms, of course. And I just want to say again, hey, uh, Faithful Installation as Faithful underscore Installation and DJ underscore Princess Faye on Instagram. And they're in Marietta, Georgia. Thank you so much, Shanna Kay. Have Thank a- you. I-, I called you by your name now. They don't know. <laughs> they know my pet name for you. That's my baby, Shan Shan. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. And you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Thank you. You too, mama. Love you, baby girl. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, do you have a story to share? Do you have something to say? Do you want to talk about tips and strategies? Well, I think you need a podcast. And what better platform is there than to launch with Anchor? Anchor is a one-stop deal. Everything you need to launch a podcast is already built in and provided with Anchor. And better yet, it is totally free. So download the app, the Anchor app, or visit anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Anchor, your one-stop free deal for a podcast. Visit today, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome back to Woman to Woman podcast. Again, I'm your host, Denise H. Marnes, and today we continue our discussion about motherhood and what does motherhood reflect like in today's society. And one of my, my guests today is, her name is Nicolette, and Nicolette is what is considered to be with a new terminology as a mompreneur. That means it basically defines her role as a female business owner who is actually balancing the role of being a mom and a business owner. So, ladies, let's welcome our guest. Nicolette, do you mind just introducing yourself today? Sure. Hi, everyone. So, my name is Nicolette Taylor. And before I go any further, I just want to thank Denise for having me here on her podcast. So, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Glad to have you. Okay, so as as she was saying, um, I do juggle a lot of roles. I am a mom to two beautiful children, Autumn and Lucas. I am an army wife. I am a mompreneur and full-time student. But lucky for me, I'm graduating in a few days, so I'm really excited oh, congratulations. Uh, for that. Yeah. Thank you. Although my graduation is canceled, but it's okay. I have some tricks up my sleeves and I think it'll be amazing. So I'm excited either way to finally be done. Keep me in the loop. (laughs) You got it. You got it. (laughs) So what's it like being, um, we're definitely going to address the fact of you being a mom and you mentioned um, both your children named um, Autumn and Lucas. And what's the age difference between the two? So Autumn is nine and Lucas is going to be two in August. So there's a big gap there. Um, But I must say that Autumn is an amazing big sister. She is very hands-on and they play so nicely. It's, it's incredible. And I'm, I thought it would be weird with them being so far apart, Uh but they've blended so nicely and my husband and I couldn't be happier. Oh, that's good. So let's talk about a little bit about the business aspect of being a mom. So, you know, there are many, many mothers uh, who would look at it and say, well, you know, you'll be robbing from one end to cover the other end. So you're not balancing as much as you think you should or you think you could or you can or should in their perspective. And how do you find it? Do you find it difficult to run? And, and just give us an idea what your business are, if you have more than one businesses and what they entail. So how much work time you have to put into this as well as to balance being a wife and a mother. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So I have two businesses. I have a natural skincare and vegan candle um, line. It's called Alu Essentials. And the A is for Autumn and the L U is for Lucas. My sister Nikki actually helped me come up with that name. So shout out to you, Nikki. (laughs) Um, That business has been running for about two years now. And it's it's been going well i would say that this year it's picked up a lot though and then the second business it's a community service group uh it's called glow so god loving and optimistic women and what i do is every summer 
great event for women in need and they can come out and get you know free makeovers their hair done nail their nails done and we give them goodie bag blessing bags actually with you know toiletries and things that women would need and um to go off of that i think that being a mom and a wife and a student and a business owner it's it's really hard and i would have to agree with you know the women that would say that it feels like you're robbing from your family while you're running a business because there have been a lot of times where i'm filling orders for blue essentials and my daughter she's nine so she's totally aware of what's going on and she's like mom you're always on your phone and i'm like i feel terrible and i'm like i know sweetie but i'm i'm working right you know right and now i'm trying to figure out how to navigate and and set up my time so that i'm spending time with the kids and giving time to my business because my husband he's deployed right now so it's literally oh just the children okay. so it's it's been difficult but it's been rewarding as well and i wouldn't change it for the world oh that is so sweet and and to know that you like you just said your business is just fairly new just coming off the ground and you've also been uh so intricate in helping other women which is yeah. the irony of everything here so you're looking at it from even that perspective and and just empowering women in the community with your annual event to glow which is great thank you so much for doing that thank you so much for caring about the community and and having that need to want to give back and yeah. that speaks so much volume and um I, i'm sure i'm sure most of our viewers uh listeners actually agree with that that it requires balance just being a mom alone requires yeah. so much balance <laughs> yet alone you know business and uh congratulations again on graduating is this your bachelor's degree yeah so this is my bachelor's degree in english and it's just it's just the beginning because i do plan on going to get my masters before i actually start teaching my major is um english i want to be a, a teacher so secondary education so wait i have a, a lot of my so wait a minute so you're planning to add more to this list <laughs> yeah i know i'm crazy i know but honestly it's if i'm not doing this i i feel like i'm not doing anything with my life and god literally has placed so many ideas and i think he's placed like a mantle on me and it's my job it's my duty to to fulfill his purpose so i'm just i'm just following his will Okay, so we're going to have to change your title next year and put you in a different category. We're not sure what they're going to come up with yet because it's definitely beyond mompreneur now because we're going back to school, we're going to be teaching, we're still going to be given as a philanthropist to the community through this nonprofit organization with Glow and we're still doing our business line. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think your daughter is kind of stepping up into the game too, right? Is oh yeah. She- Oh yeah, Autumn is definitely watching everything that I'm doing and so lately she's been doing some artwork. So she'll look on the computer and she'll follow the tutorial and she'll come up with these amazing artwork and she's like, "Mom, can, when we go to the store, can I go up to people and sell them?" And at first I was a little hesitant because you know we're social distancing and I'm like, I don't want people looking at my child like she's weird. But also <laughs> I see that she's watching me and I'm still I'm still selling my products and you know interacting with people so I said sure go ahead. And so she worked up the courage and she approached a few people and they bought her artwork and told her that she should keep doing what she's doing and that they're proud of her and I'm definitely proud of her so that's good. And I hope you're proud of yourself because obviously you're making that impact. You're making yeah. that and she's seen that as an example and said okay mom's about the business mom's about this mom's about being creative mom's about giving her best to the world and so therefore she's following your footsteps so you should be awesomely proud about that as well but you know it's so weird because people will tell me that I should be proud of myself but I I don't I don't think I give myself enough credit and I'm working on that because I just think of myself like oh okay whatever you're just you know you're doing what you're supposed to do mhm but then I'm like you know you you are doing a good job as a mom I think and I think it's okay for moms to pat themselves on the back once in a while is what I'm saying oh absolutely I don't think I, think I do that enough well you better 
a Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, exciting Mother's Day. And hey, <laughs> pat yourself on the back like you said. Begin you. this Sunday. <laughs> Thank Why don't you, you begin this Sunday? Definitely was a pleasure having you on. And ladies and ladies, again, uh, this is Woman to Woman. I almost said ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I must admit there are a few, you know, that's been listening to lately because I think they want to learn the secrets of what it is to be an empowered woman. And maybe it will work for them. Maybe they'll understand their wives or their, you know, their fiancés or their to-be partners. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Ladies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the secret is out now. So, right. but again, thank you so much, Nicholas, for coming on, and uh, I enjoy talking to you. Congratulations on your graduation! Thank Even though you. you're not walking across the stage, you will be walking across many other stages in life. Thank Sounds you. like you're going for the gold, girl. Keep thank going. You. Thank you for having me. Thank you so Anytime. much. Anytime. You have a wonderful day now. All Bye. Right. Bye. Well, hello. Welcome back to Woman to Woman. And this is Denise H. Lawrence, your host. And today I have a guest that will be addressing the issues and concern about having the role as a stepmom or a bonus mom, as the, the new word, the new fancy word is, of a blended family and having a child of her own and the age gap difference between these siblings and how it is that she maneuvered this role as a mother. And my guest today is Casey, but I'll allow her to introduce herself. Casey, why don't you say hello to the audience? Hi, this is Casey. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, as Denise stated, I am a mom of my own, of an eight-year-old who is very rambunctious, um, to say the least. And then I'm a bonus mom to two um, adult children. One is 19 and the other one is 27. So quite a big age gap, but they are all my kids and it's fun to have them in different generations, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Casey, um, you know, I said earlier um, not to belittle the title or the new phrase or the new terminology as bonus mom, because I find that a lot of people are saying that because being a stepmom, the, the negative, uh, you know, previous uh, stereotype of it has been for so long that a lot of moms now who play that role or who operate in that role, I should say, it's like, I don't want to be referred to as a stepmom. I'd rather be, you know, called a bonus mom or a blended family because of the negative uh, connotation that it carries. Do you feel that in your situation? Um. I think it comes with the idea when you say stepmom, it kind of comes with this, as you said, the connotation of um, drama or something negative. And I think that when you indicate stepmom or step parent, step parent, step brother, it's almost a thing as though it's like secondary or the family that's referring to them as secondary. Um, I like the bonus mom because it doesn't take away from the fact that they obviously have their own mother. In our case, you know that we are we're different mothers same father um they still have their mom and that their mom is their mom and they they have she's still significant in that that role of hers but as a bonus mom I get to kind of be you know that voice sometimes that either reasons with her and helps helps them understand where her perspective is coming from but then I also get to kind of be the reason for them um, and just helping them maybe articulate themselves to their mother when looking to get a point across. So I think that's where the bonus part comes in because bonus indicates there's a positivity, there's some type of winning involved. Um, and at the end of the day, like the one who has to win in these situations are the children. They're the ones that are facing, you know, all the decisions that these adults made in their life. So um, I don't think it's a way to like make it bougie, but I think it's just a way to express what the what that title comes with because there's a significant responsibility when you obviously date someone in my case marry someone who has children um, from a previous marriage and talk about that for example when you have someone uh, when you're stepping in that role as the the next wife or and now you're having a child of your own and the children already have this bond with their father with your husband how do you navigate that with a 
especially in your situation with this big age gap. So you're talking about an eight-year-old and the one before that's 19 and then I'm 27. How do you maneuver that for everyone? Because now you have to be comfortable in your role as who you are and who you are as a mom and then now as a wife and then a bonus mom. I mean, I tip my hat off yeah. to you. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Um, it's, it's definitely a lot. I think that there is no right or wrong to navigating. I think everybody has to kind of evaluate the situation that they're in. Um, maybe the circumstances don't warrant for, you know, the, the woman involved to kind of jump into the bonus mom role pretty quickly. Um, in my case, uh, once I started dating their father, I left it up to them since they were a little bit old enough, um, particularly his daughter. Um, she was old enough to make the decision if it was something that she wanted in her life. And um, I think that when, you know, being just a little perspective, I think, you know, coming from a household where I had both my mom and dad, but they quarreled a lot. I almost sometimes wondered what it would have been like to have my parents separated and have them be their own individual person. Um, and I think that in, the ca- in my particular case, that's where, you know, my bonus kids kind of benefited from them. Um, they were able to get both mom and dad be themselves and not have to worry about the dynamic that was happening at home for them. So when I came into the picture, um, you know, I let them make that decision. Where are you ready to, you know, are they ready to meet me? Um, are they ready to kind of build on that? And then once you, once you kind of set your mind into that, I think it's you as the woman have to be precautious that to your man, as you are always his supporter, you're the one that holds him down you have to make sure his kids are always first and, you know, first and foremost. Um, I think that that sets the precedent for how you want your family to come up. Um, and so that was, that was kind of how I, you know, I started that role, um, making sure that their father took the initiative, was always making sure that they were first, you know, birthdays were important, um, spelling tests were important, award shows were important, all of that was important to us first. And in essence, it helped me realize what I wanted to do. Um, you know, when we decided that we were going to have our son together, what I wanted to do as a parent for him. Um, so they gave me practice. And it was, <laughs> right. you know, I, I wouldn't complain at all because I, I truly, uh, you know, got to kind of practice on them being older. It was just, it was nice to see what I could do differently as my son progresses, Let, you let's know, talk about, those, that stage right. of life. Let's talk about, um, great, I, I, I love it. Let's talk about the fact that they're older. So that makes the relationship a little, was that easier to, to bond with them or was it more difficult? Because here it is, they've already had their mother for all these years. And now I'm going to have mm-hmm. to either call your mom in my older years to call you mom or do I call you by your name, your first name, or do I call you, address you as my stepmother? What was that like? blending in as the mother as the as the not now you know the, the mother so to speak yeah mm-hmm. um I think in the in in the beginning it's important that you know there is no you don't set expectations because obviously setting expectations is what leads to kind of disappointment or feelings getting hurt um so in my case I just was you know I didn't set expectations as to what I was wanting to be called or what I was hoping to get out of it um, it made it, a, I can't say it made it easier. Um, in my experience, I've had friends who, you know, have blended families when the children are young. And sometimes that's a little easier because that innocence is still there. And they're, you know, they're, it, they're preoccupied with let's have fun, let's do this. And sometimes you can, I feel, infiltrate children a little easier when they're young. Absolutely. Um, in my case, I had a full grown teenager when we started together. And I had, um, I think, well, I think my, my son was maybe about 10. Yeah, because he's going to be about 20. So he was about 10 when we first started. It's nine or 10. Wow. And so, yeah, I had, you know, obviously I was a little, you know, we were some of how uh, the older one was going to act because she's her own person at 18. Exactly. 19, right. she's her own individual. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you, what do you do? Um, but she's just like her father, um, in a lot of sense. So like I said, I, I, I put the ball on her. I gave her that responsibility. Like, this is totally fine. If you, you know, don't want to meet me, um, you know, if it's not something you're interested in having, I get that. 
And um, as I said, I think that she embraced it just for the simple fact that it was like, you know, she was seeing this, her parents in, in a different light. You know, her mother was was in a better place. She was had her own relationship. You know, her father was in his own place and he was in a better place and he was in his own relationship. So I think she was welcome to it. Um, and it was a little easier to connect, obviously, because her and I are not that far in age. Um, you know, we have some years between us, but not not that much. Right. Um, so it was nice. And I got her in an opportune time in her life where she was heading off to college and she had all these questions. And being that I was, you know, just doing it right. or I had just done it, um, it was nice because we connected that way. And then the little one, um, you know, he was he was so easygoing. He's probably out of all three of my kids. He's the most easiest. Um, <laughs> he's just real cool, laid back, doesn't really want anything. So you know, him was the same thing. We, we, he was a little younger. So that obviously was meeting him, you know, with an agreement with his mother, making sure that that was okay. But, um, he's, he's so cool, calm, collected. But I think that it was just, I got blessed really That's having awesome. both of them. Oh my goodness. That's such a yeah. blessing. I mean, yeah. I know you personally, so I know it's true, but you know, it's yeah. so encouraging for some of our audience that's listening and, you know, dealing when it comes to Mother's Day, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not the real mom. So they tend to feel, you know, a little bit depressed, a little bit down, discouraged and said, well, you know, that's with his children over there and not our children. But obviously mm-hmm. in your, in your situation, you are so comfortable in who you are and comfortable in, in, in playing and navigating through all those roles and responsibility. And um, definitely that's what helps them along their way. So let's talk a little bit about your little one there now. <laughs> you mentioned that he's a my rambunctious dog. child. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, there is probably not a perfect adjective to describe him, but rambunctious definitely hits it. So how has it been um, for him with the age gap? You know, the age gap with his siblings, and how do you maneuver with that? Because obviously, he's the only one at home now with you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so now um, you're raising you know, like a, a child of, you know, an only child. Like a single, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, it's, I, I've made it important, you know, especially when my husband and I decided to, to obviously have a child, you know, that was a big decision, but um, it was important for me. I came from somewhat of a big family. I have three sisters um, and my husband had a brother. Um, so, you know, part of me was, a little you know worried that he would be an only child because uh, you know his siblings were so much older right um between them on average it's about 10 years uh you know from the oldest to the middle and the middle to the youngest um so in essence they've each each child has had that moment of kind of being an only child because when it came to my oldest you know she, obviously with her parents she was alone she was the only child um, for about oh, 10 years yeah. before her brother yeah. came along, right? And then, you know, once um, my my son came along, he had his own time where he was by himself because the sister was already older. So now when the little one came along, um, you know, we... I think it was just something where it was like, well, we just have to make it important to him to realize, you know, and explain. Um, and I think if you ever... You know my son very well, but if Trust anybody me, ever him, he's very... <laughs> very literal you can you can talk to him like an adult um so once he got to a certain age that we could explain you know our family dynamic um he took to it really well and you know like I said I I don't I don't portray a perfect family because obviously we all have our issues but I have been really lucky that even with my um you know my kid's mother we have a, a we have a decent relationship. You know, we spent we just spent Thanksgiving together, complete as a family. Their mother, her, you know, her husband, wow. my in-laws, you know, we were in my stepdaughter's house with her husband. And, you know, to say that, you know, when I say that to people, it's like, yeah, I was I was celebrating Thanksgiving with my daughter and her husband and her mom and everybody's like, wow, that's that's what you do. <laughs> and it's like that I don't do it for my own benefit. Obviously, I'm doing it for my kids. Right. For them to realize that this is always a unit. And at the end of the day, you know, my son knows that he has two other ones that he can rely on. So I think he benefits that, you know, at home while he's with us and it's just a family of three while we're in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to he's able to kind of do his own thing, have his own space, be his own person. Um, but when he's around his siblings, you know, he kind of gets the coddling, if you will. Like they baby him because he understands, like, I'm the baby of this group. 
Um, so it is, it, it definitely takes a balance. And I think that comes with motherhood, period. You know, <laughs> as you approach motherhood, it's like, you're always, it's always a lesson to be learned. There's always something you're going to Every take. day, every day. Yeah. Every day. So uh, before we wrap up, I just have to ask you a question with regards to mm-hmm. the youngest one, Nicholas, of course, um, who, of course, mm-hmm. you're absolutely correct. I know him quite well. So <laughs> I think that's so important that when he's home, right, he, he is, he is who he is right so he's mm-hmm. his only child he's okay and when he's around his sibling you see a different behavior because now he knows hey I'm gonna be cuddle I'm gonna be do you find it hard to when you're maneuvering now okay so now we're no longer with your sibling we're back at home do you find it mm-hmm. a little bit hard for him to adjust or is it that okay does that make um you know your role a little bit more difficult or how how has that been um I think that it you know I think it takes time sometimes once we're coming out of one dynamic into the other. Um, you know, like when we're visiting my in-laws, I say New York and Connecticut because New York is where all his siblings are. His My in-laws are there, his, his grandparents. Um, so whenever we go to New York and we do a New York visit, coming back and to Connecticut, which is our home here, and it's really just my family that's here, um, there's always, you know, that like leeway we have to give him where we're like, okay, we're back to our routine. Let's, let's, switch to being who you are when you're here um but I think that Nicholas is so gosh darn mature that it's just (laughs) like he you know sometimes I think he's just he's difficult because that's just what he wants to be it's not anything you know it's not anything that is difficult all the time there's sometimes that he transitions and it's totally fine and it's you know normal um but I think that he also understands. I think he also sees the relationship that I have with his um, other two siblings. And so that degree of respect of like mom is always mom is there. Um, and even with dad, you know, dad is always dad. That doesn't change whether we see, you know, um, the two older ones or, or not. So he, he's he's good. Like I, I honestly, I can't really... I can't really say that it's been hard. I, like I said, I, I, I count my blessings and I think that's when people ask me, any more kids? No, I'm good with my one because I've gotten <laughs> lucky with the one I have so far. I don't know if I want to throw another one into the mix, but um, Oh my goodness, this has been such a great time having uh, this conversation with you. And uh, you certainly uh, shed some light on the role of a stepmom or in a blended family, or as you would put it, definitely the bonus mom. And demonstrating mm-hmm. in your conversation how important it is to have to be comfortable in who you are not to try to change or to represent another aspect of who replace their mom but to be that mm-hmm. addition so that takes you being comfortable with who you are and also to understand that strong bond that already existed between them and their father and to create even new bond new relationship with their younger sibling and kudos to you girl kudos to you i see that you thank your you parents, thank you your children are your priority and um doing a good job and i certainly really appreciate you being on the show with us today and shedding some light and so now it's the bonus mom the bonus mom that's what we should be called going forward there should be no more step mom okay and happy mother's day to you bonus mom thank you same to you thank you for coming on so there you have it ladies there you have it woman to woman thank you mother's day treat have a good one Well, hello and welcome back to Woman to Woman podcast. This is your host again, Denise H. Lawrence. And today we continue the conversation about mother for Mother's Day. And so often we see many aspects and many forms of motherhood. And today we have a guest with us, a young lady who is going to speak on the fact of being raised by a single mom, some of the hardest and most empowering moments of having been raised by a single mom. Welcome, uh, Daniela, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience on today? Hello, I'm Danelia and I am 19 years old. Um, and I was raised by a single mother. I was born in Kingston, Jamaica, and since the day I was born, my mom treated me like I was a miracle baby because in reality, I was. Um, the to- doctor had told her sometime before, prior to me being born, that she was unable to conceive a child. 
and then you know I happened so ever since I was on this earth I was treated with so much love and compassion because it was like I was her miracle baby and I've been her only one forever so in other words you're a bit spoiled right you got everything for yourself really (laughs) I was spoiled and you can ask anyone like growing up in Jamaica she made sure I had the best with everything she had I went to a private school mind you my mother had been laid off from her job at the bank and she was working as a um a stock taker at a bar and it was okay pay you know okay. you were middle right. class but the fact that she put so much effort into making sure that I was comfortable I was going to a good school where you know Christian values were upheld and she paid the school fee on time she it was never late and eventually she decided that she wanted something better for me and that's what okay. I decided for us to move to the state so she packed up everything that she knew left loved ones to come here on account of me so that I could become something great okay to give you better opportunities yes so speak. great you speak so highly of your mom you must love her dearly and um, I'm sure she's proud of what she has done because looking at you and knowing you myself, I know she has um, definitely reaped a reward on that. Now, when you talk about being a single mom, sometimes, you know, the stereotype is that, okay, um, some moms, they feel like, okay, um, people are looking at me to get a handout or, you know, I cannot do this. And then sometimes they tend to, um, get employed with three, four, five different jobs just to make ends meet. And sometimes a child gets neglected. Have you ever felt at any time that uh, your mom had failed you or felt like, okay, she's taking on too much task and, you know, not having the time for you as a single parent and just here in a completely different country, you know, like you said, leaving loved ones, leaving everything that she was familiar with to come to do this, to say, hey, I'm going to try to get a better life for you. But in an effort to get that, it means that she has to do more. No, I never felt neglected, ever. As a matter of fact, a lot of times my mom put her work before me. I remember my freshman year of high school, I had received an award for being at the top of my class at the time. I was on the honor roll so that there was a meeting that was being held to you know, honor the students that did well for that semester. And my mom, (laughs) she (laughs) asked her boss for a day off because she really wanted to attend. And, you know, things like that don't happen often. And it was something Uh where the parents were being invited to take part and, you know, celebrate a child that is doing well in school. And my, her boss, wasn't too keen on giving her the day off so my mom took the liberties and took it herself and (laughs) you know didn't show up to work that day because as far as she was concerned I'm celebrating my daughter and there's no way that I'm going to miss out on this opportunity wow what an awesome mom you want to give a shout out for her name so people will know your mom's name come on (laughs) her name is Durant Morgan absolutely she is and mother (laughs) world even though sometimes i get on her nerves you know she still loves me unconditionally i have to give her credit because i'm annoying But you know what? It's so funny. You speak about the, the sacrifices that she made. So she's a mom that believes definitely in the fact that, hey, this is what I have to do. I, if it means that I have to sacrifice uh, leaving loved ones and going to a completely different country, a place I don't know and I'm not familiar with, uh, to take this miracle child with me that was given that was said I wasn't going to be able to. So she sees the value in that. And then to come into a country and then to work at whatever means and then just to make ends meet but still willing to say hey if it means I have to walk away from this job or be penalized for the day whether I'm losing a paycheck or not the fact I need to be physically there for my child to celebrate and to honor her accomplishment that speaks so much love so much sacrifice so much commitment to who she is 
as a mom and to you yes. and to see the value in you. So I'm, I'm sure you must be really, really proud of her. That's really true. And growing up with her, I never felt the absence of my father, which is absolutely crazy because in most cases in a single parent home, usually the feeling, the child usually bears a burden that they never had their father around. But my father, I know who my father is and we were in touch at some point in time. But my mother never made me feel as if I was a single parent child, if you know what I'm saying. As a matter of right, fact, right. Father's Day, I celebrate it with her and I say happy Father's Day, mom, because in a way, she performed both roles so well. She knew how to discipline, but she also knew how to nurture. I never felt as if I needed a father if you know what I'm saying. They usually say that fatherless homes create children that have no discipline. And, you know, there's a high rate of people who grow up in single parent homes, especially when they're black, where they end up on the streets or they end up doing things that they have no business doing. But that had never been the case for me because my mother was so on top of everything when it came to me. If the school called, she was on it. Report mm. conferences, she was on it. You know, she, she had a good report with teachers. Um, she was always so involved in me growing up that I never ever felt neglected and I never ever felt the need for another parent as bad as that sounds but it is wow she was just a super super parent to me she the bills were always paid on time there was always food on the table no matter what and there were times we were genuinely struggling but I never felt it because she just took everything with a smile you know? Wow. Wow. When I look back on how far we've come, it's like, how how did she how did she do it? <laughs> you know? Mom did it. Because there were so many times where things were just so rough and it was like there was no sunlight. But wow. yet somehow we made it through. We made it through together because she'd always go to Amelia. God is going to get us through this somehow, some way. It doesn't matter how he going to do it. When one door closes, another one opens. And there has been so many doors that have shut in our faces. But mm-hmm. best believe when that door opened, it was bust wide open and we, we rejoiced in it. But during those dark times, um, I really appreciated my mom for who she was. That she never took it out on me. She never relayed her stress to me you know like how some parents would be like oh I don't have I don't have this amount of money to do this she never made me feel that way wow she had the that's money awesome and I asked for something I would get it that's if good she, well wait, folks yeah I was fine definitely. With it, but tell your folks I like this I like she, this <laughs> really um she's an outstanding mom and against all odds she's one of those single mothers that you know she knows what she's doing she all even if she didn't know what she was doing she did a good job at acting like she didn't know what she was doing (laughs) (laughs) you know what um i wish i had more time to spend with you to talk about she sounds like an amazing mom and i know she is because i know her personally but for our audience who's never met her you know, direct is really, really an amazing mom. As you can hear, just how articulate her daughter speaks about her. And um, just to wrap it up, I just want to say that I'm really encouraged today just to to hear how you speak about her, how empowering, and how how you brag about her courage, her sacrifice, and the fact that she made you feel whole. There was nothing that was missing. Oh, even though your father was physically missing, the point is that she made you felt whole. And because of that you are who you are today thanks to that great mom that you have so I really appreciate you being on the show today would love to have you back another time to talk about another topic but today of course we're sending that love and that that triumphant text of bragging and courage to your mom and certainly have a wonderful day and to tell her happy mother's day on my behalf okay of course all right thank you all right folks we'll be back with uh women to women and after this break thank you to 
Woman podcast. I'm your host, Denise H. Lawrence. And today, again, we're talking on the topic of motherhood. What does motherhood mean to you? What What is the concept of motherhood? How many forms and different variations of motherhood? And today, my guest here today with me is her name is Kelly, and she was speaking on motherhood and career and working in an actual field of childcare and what does that mean and what was her introduction to motherhood kelly say hello to the audience please hi everyone my name is kelly like denise said and yes i've been in childcare for a very long time um i've actually been in childcare coming up this year 11 years um and yeah i've always seen myself kind of not like my my children's mother you know my student's mother but definitely motherly Um, Not only did I work in a daycare, but I also worked as a nanny. Um, And I really enjoyed what I do. It is like mother because the parents are at work and like you're home with them or at school and you're teaching them and helping them try to be the best humans they can be um, in the future. And yeah, it's been a great experience so far. Okay, so you said something um, that you, you somehow feel like a mother to them right? Yeah. And obviously that you're not the mother, but you feel a mother to them because you're performing particular roles and duties and they're with you all day. And mm-hmm. how, how is that you, how is their response most of the time? The, the, the kids, the students? Yeah, honestly, the kids didn't mind. I mean, a lot of them obviously have, you know, their attachment issues with their parents, you know, their parents leave, they start crying and now they're looking for someone to kind of take on that role of, can I trust you? And that's like one of the biggest things where with children, you have to figure out a way for them to trust you. Once they trust you, then you build this really close bond with them. And then that's where it kind of starts to feel like you're becoming motherly with them um, because now they're attached to you. So they know that when I'm at school or when Miss Kelly's at my house, she's like a mother. So, yeah. I like how you put that because a lot of women sometimes, you know, they feel like, okay, Mother's Day come and it's this daunting feeling like, okay, I didn't give birth to one. I didn't adopt one. I mm-hmm. was very good. So they don't feel like, okay, uh, I should be celebrated or they want to be celebrated, but they feel less than because they did not give birth to a, mm-hmm. to a, to a child. And it's funny how you put a spin on this even before having your own child yourself that even just working in that field you felt that connection you felt that motherly connection you felt compelled or uh easy to just give from Mm -hmm. yourself to them yeah that's that's good so now talk about now this other twist now now you're actual mother yourself what is that like believe it or not you know as much experience that I had there is nothing in the world I feel like that could have prepared me to actually have my own child. Um, And what I mean by that is, for example, my nanny kids, they went to sleep. Well, you know, with me, they had no problem, put them in the crib, good night, see you, see you later, you know, like just different behavioral things. And then I had my own and I realized my kid finds it, you know, he's connected to me a little bit differently than kids who are not my own. So. Uh-huh. My son didn't really listen to me as well as other people's children. So <laughs> I I thought I was an expert. And then I had to be really humbled by my own child to realize that, yes, I might be an expert to other people's children, but this is a whole new ball game. <laughs> and and he runs the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He sure he really does. And it also taught me not to. Well, it taught me that I was really judgmental a lot to other parents because I thought, why can't you just do this? I'm doing it and it's working. But then I realized once I had my own child that there is something that your own children do to their moms that are different than what they do with everybody else. And I like that. I like how you said yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah. like what you said about the judgment. But speak a little yeah. bit about that because you're right. So from a different from the outside looking in, it was easier for you to say, even though you were on the inside in a sense, but mm-hmm. still from the outside looking in, like, why can't you do this? Why can't you get it done? Uh, yeah. What kind of mother are you? Or you're not putting your best before, but now the shoe is on the other foot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I was just like, oh my goodness. You know, I never said these things to people. They're always just thoughts in my head. But, you know, I had to really look down on myself. Like, I need to reevaluate what I believe. 
like you know kind of like put an air apology out there like sorry to all the parents that I thought weren't trying their best and they really were because then I was faced with the same issues that they had and I'm like what's going on like why isn't this working <laughs> like I thought it would and so I was definitely humbled a hundred percent so yeah that's you're what right. kids do to you yeah you're right because there's also a massive entry of women in the in the labor market now um even mm-hmm. from back in the 70s and mm-hmm. this momentum to kind of like get in the work feel and balance you know work uh career and motherhood it can for someone else looking on the uh, from the outside it can present itself in like hmm, in a judgmental zone until you end this in the situation yourself and you're wondering like oh okay now i get it oh okay okay now i understand <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah for sure <laughs> so, definitely so, so tell us something more about um being a mom and how old is your baby and his name and what's it like other than that yeah i honestly i love being a mom you know when i found out i was pregnant i wasn't i wasn't too excited about it but once i told my family and it was just like whatever you know i enjoyed my pregnancy um or at least the expectation of having a baby i'm gonna be honest being pregnant was not my favorite thing but (laughs) you know i'm just glad that he's here and he's healthy um he's taught me a lot he taught me a lot about myself and actually having a child put things into perspective for me like i feel like before i had him i was lazy about my purpose but now that i have him i'm like okay and now i really need to you know crack down on what i need to get done in life and my son taught me that um but he's great his name is kari he's one and a half years old he is the cutest thing in the world to me i know that's like biased because i'm his mom but <laughs> seriously but I can confirm. I can confirm. Yeah, sure he's so cute. I can't even. When he was born, I looked at him and I was like, "Whose baby is this?" Like, I was so shocked because that was my son. Um, but yeah, it's been great. He's just—he's. I don't know. He's very. He knows what he wants, and you know what he wants because he'll tell you even even without words. So it's great to see that personality, and I'm trying to with all this knowledge that I have from childcare and like doing courses and being in school and taking random classes and seminars, how to shape him into the best human that he can possibly be um, so that he doesn't have all these extra, extra baggage basically, basically, so he can really live out his purpose. So that's what I'm focused on. Mostly. I like that. I like that, Kelly. I like that. I like So you believe strongly in empowering yourself to be able to empower him. Yes. The, this individual, this human, and to be able to give to this earth, to give to society, to give to people the best of him from what mm-hmm. he uh, inherited from you. And that's pretty yeah. good. That's darn good, girl. Now you're yeah. your way to being a great mom. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm finally getting it. <laughs> In the beginning was rough. I was so tired. Um, but yeah, it's it's working out great. And, you know, I'm still in childcare. I am currently a teacher. And um, I feel like I connect better with my students now that I'm I'm a mom and I connect better with my parents because now I understand some of the things they're going through. So I kind of talk to them and reassure them that, no, you're doing a great job. It's just sometimes your kids just act a different way with you than they will with me. So I always tell them that I'm like, you're doing the best you can. You know, maybe you can try this. Maybe you can try that. And I guess like them knowing that I'm a mom, they kind of trust my word. Um, because they're like, all right, well, you're not just, you know, the teacher and you go home and there's no kids. Like you go to work and then you go home to raise a child. So it's kind of like, you must know what you're talking about. So I just love how there is this like relationship that I have with not just my, my students, but also my parents. Great. Okay, folks, you heard it right here, right here on Women to Woman. And I certainly appreciate you, Kelly, for coming on and speaking on the different roles, the shifted roles, so to speak, of the diversity of a mother and what a mother can do, not just only by giving birth, but in any aspect. And certainly appreciate you. Appreciate your time and happy Mother's Day to you, Kelly. Thank you. Same to you, too. Thanks for having me on. All right. No problem. Okay, thank you. And we'll be right back after this break. (music) 
special thanks to all my guests today that shared their stories and their views and their about their roles as mother. And I myself, I'm a mother as well of two wonderful children, Kayla and Junior. And it would take about maybe 10 episodes and three seasons to talk about them, but they have been definitely a blessing in my life. And I would just like to also say uh, happy Mother's Day to my mom, <laughs> Merlene. She's probably never, ever going to listen to this because she doesn't know how to work technology and stuff like that. But someone will share the news to her and to my sisters and my cousins and everyone that's ever played even the role of motherhood in some form or shape, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to you, okay? Enjoy the day. Do the best that you can. Continue to do the work that you're doing. It will pay off in the long run. So listen, do me a favor. If you have not yet subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe so you can be updated with everything that we're going to talk about on the show. And if there's a topic that you would like to discuss, if there's something you would like for me to address, come on, send me an email, you know, send me a message. You can send me an email to woman, the number two woman, LLC at gmail.com. You can also just put a review out on this. Hey, it's on every platform. If you have an Apple device, it's already there. If not, you can download the Anchor app. You can go to Radio Public. You can go to Google. It's everywhere. So do me a favor. Subscribe and listen. Go back to episode one and continue the journey with us. All right. Until next time. Talk to you soon. Bye.